Well, my name is Matt Sparling. I get the privilege of being the next-gen pastor here at Fort Carolina Baptist Church. For those that don't know, what that means is that I get to lead the team that leads kids and students in authentic faith. And it is Memorial Day weekend. Um, and Memorial Day is one of those holidays that we kind of, it's kind of kind of a hybrid thing that we celebrate at this time of year for this country. Uh, on the one hand, it's very serious and somber. On the other hand, it's a, it's a a lot of fun. So on the one hand, it, we celebrate and we remember and we pay honor and tribute to those who sacrificed their lives and gave of themselves for our freedoms and for our country. Um, and if you're a family who has someone who has passed away in, in giving up their life, thank you so much. Um, their sacrifice and your sacrifice is not going unnoticed. Um, on the other hand, it's also kind of the unofficial start to summer. And so we, our pools are opening up the lifeguards are going to be at the beaches more, and my personal favorite part of the holiday is the backyard barbecues that we get to host, or, well, used to be able to host. Um, you know, whenever you get family and friends over, you throw some burgers and dogs on the barbecue, and you just hang out and have a good time. I love that. For our seniors in high school, this is also one of those times when they should be getting a lot of parties, a lot of graduation parties. I remember whenever I was in high school, it was a million years ago, I know, but I remember whenever I was in high school, um, you could kind of tell where you were on the social pecking order by which parties you went to. Whether you were in with the cool kid crowd and get to go to all the cool kid parties, or maybe you were a little bit more like me and ended up at the nerd parties with your nerd friends and sitting around playing Scrabble. It wasn't great. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to do something just a touch different. Uh, if you're on Facebook or if you're at home watching with your family, um, in fa on Facebook, go ahead and type in the comments whether you were one of the, the, the cool kid or whenever you were one of the nerds, okay? So go ahead and type that in. If you're hanging out with your family, talk amongst yourselves just for about 10 seconds or so. Cool kid or nerd, and if you've got teenagers, let's let them choose or guess which you were, okay? So I'm going to give you about 10 seconds or so to do that. All right, so if you've got teenagers in your house, I apologize for what just happened. Your teenagers, regardless of whether you were a nerd or whether you were cool, probably claimed that you were probably a nerd. Again, I apologize. Well, anyway, this is, a, this is kind of a, a little bit of a party atmosphere that I've got going here. And I wanted to take us to a passage in Luke where Jesus actually attends a party. And I've kind of labeled this chapter. I, I, my, my Bible has got a label heading for this chapter. I, I scratched that out. And I wrote in there instead, sometimes it takes a party. So we're going to go to Luke chapter 14. Go ahead and grab your Bible or Bible device. Uh, if you're not familiar, then Luke's going to be towards the, the back end in the New Testament there. Luke chapter 14, I'm going to, there's actually four different stories going on in this chapter. I'm going to hit three of them, and the first two, we're going to kind of walk through fairly quickly. I tell you what, though, as I was preparing this message, and as God kind of handed me this passage, I absolutely fell in love. Um, there is a lot of depth in this passage, and so if you like to study your Bible, I highly recommend spending some time this week in Luke chapter 14. There is a ton of stuff that I'm not going to be able to get to, um, but I want to highlight some of the things that God taught me this past week. All right, so Luke chapter 14, we're going to set the scene here. Jesus is eating at a Pharisee's house. Now, if you don't know what that means, a Pharisee was one of the religious uh, leaders and rulers of their day. They were by default, the cool kids, because they told you they were, okay? They were the ones that were the most popular. They were the ones that wanted to be there. And the way it would work in Jewish times is that um, the person, 
not so much like a backyard barbecue, but whenever someone of importance hosted a party, they didn't do all the work like I do whenever I'm hosting somebody at my house. If, if you're at my house and we're cooking burgers and dogs, I'm cooking on the grill, I'm helping getting drinks and all that kind of stuff. That's not what's going on here. Think more like, um, oh, it's this, it's this season, uh, uh, a political campaign fundraiser, one of those $1,000 a plate deals. I've never been to one of those, but I hear they exist, okay? So what happens, I'm assuming at those, is that the, the guest of honor, the host, you would say, comes in last and sits down in the most important seat. And kind of like what happens here, you've got people that are invited and not invited. And it's really important to know the difference because if it's one of these types of parties, and you're not invited, it's not going to go well for you. So the first little story we have here, starting off in verses 1 through 6, Jesus is watching what's going on. And he sees a guy who has a disease, and he's lame. And Jesus asks a question that is really, really important. Jesus asks, in verse 3, it says this, Is it breaking the law to heal on the Sabbath day? Now, the wording Jesus uses is very precise, and it's very intentional. You see, the Jewish people had a law that they needed to keep the Sabbath day holy, that there were certain things they could do and certain things they couldn't do. They had to rest. They had to keep it separate. It needed to be a special day. But the Pharisees, the rule makers, the popular people had set up policies around all of this stuff. And so they, Jesus had a tendency to kind of get in trouble around this specific day, around this day every week, because he would do good things for people. He would recognize those who weren't invited, and he would make them feel special and important. And so Jesus healed this person. And the scriptures say that everybody in the party didn't know what to say, which I find hysterical. But here's what I learned. Here's what God taught me out of this. It says, uh, the person is more important than the policy. Now, you and I have policies, right? Uh, I will never vote for, and then you fill in the blank, right? Um, at this time, it might be, I will always wear a mask whenever I go to, or maybe yours is that I refuse to wear a mask because I'm not going to let the man hold me down. And I think what we need to remember instead here is that the person, the person on the other side of you, is more important than the policy that you have in your head. The person is more important than the policy. Let's keep going, because there's another story here. Starting in verse 7, and this is kind of what my chairs are for. Jesus um, recognizes what's going on in the crowd, and the host is yet to arrive, and everybody else is, the scripture kind of says that they're choosing their seat. I have a tendency that the movie that plays in my mind is a little bit more colorful than that. There's a little bit of elbowing going on. There's a little bit of, oh, you sit over there. You're a, you're a, a Gator fan or you're a Bama fan or whatever. You can sit way over, way over there, that kind of thing. Um, and so people are trying to get that number two seat. They're trying to get right next to the host because that's how you, everybody else knows that you're special and that you're important. And Jesus says to them, you know what? Don't try to take the best seat in the house. Because what happens whenever that host comes in and he sees you there and he's got somebody with him that's more important than you are. And then he asks you to get up and move. And you've got to take that slow walk of shame all the way down to the end of the row. Jesus says this in verse 10. But when you are invited, take the lowest place. 
Then your host will come over to you and he will say, friend, move up to a better place. Then you will be honored in front of all the other guests. Now, even if you're not a Christian, even if you don't go to church, this kind of resonates with you, doesn't it? Because we know people who are proud and arrogant and they're jerks. And we know people that are humble. And that's attractive. So even if you haven't been a Christian for very long, or if you're not a Christian, this makes sense. The book of Proverbs helps us out also. It kind of confirms what Jesus is saying. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 34 says, God makes fun of proud people who make fun of others, but he gives grace to those who are humble and treated badly. Another verse for you, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 12, says, if a person's heart is proud, they will be destroyed. So don't be proud if you want to be honored. And so here's the the phrase that I kind of caught from this section here. It says, a humble heart makes you a hero. A humble heart makes you a hero. Now we're going to spend a couple extra minutes in this last little story I have for us. It picks up in verse 12. I'm just going to read the whole thing because it's just so good. Then Jesus spoke to his host. Okay, let me stop for just a second. Did you see what Jesus did here? At first, what Jesus does at this party is he talks to the person that wasn't invited. He's he's addressing that person, the person who shouldn't have been there. And then the next little scene, we get him talking to the people that are a part of the party. And now it's time to talk to the host. Here's what he says. Suppose you give a lunch or a dinner. Do not invite your friends, your brothers, or sisters, relatives, or your rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you to eat with them, so you'll be paid back. But when you give a banquet, invite those who are poor. Also invite those who can't see or walk. Then you will be blessed. Your guests can't pay you back. But you will be paid back when those who are right with God rise from the dead. Here's the phrase I want you to remember. The invitation matters. It mattered for that lame man. It mattered for the people that were invited and trying to find a good seat. And it matters to the host. And at this point in time, I think Jesus is talking about more than just a party. I think he's talking about a kingdom. I think he's talking about the kingdom of God and the church. And the invite matters. Because at some point in time, you and I were on the outside looking in. You or I We're at the nerd parties. And at some point in time, you and I got an invite to the party of the kingdom. And we did it once, we're going to do it again. If you're on Facebook, I want you to actually type in the comments, uh, who was it that invited you to the party? If you're hanging out at home, maybe you're watching on YouTube or on our website, talk amongst your family um, or just think about it, if nothing else. Who was it that invited you to the party of Jesus? So who was it? What was it about them that they invited you? And what did you get out of it? You see, whenever you come to the party of the kingdom of Jesus, you have to give up a couple things. You have to give up your way all the time. You have to give up your sinful behaviors. But what you get in return is so much better. What you get in return is a new identity. 
What you get in return is a family that encourages you, that helps you, that walks with you through the muck and the mire that life sometimes brings. This party is one that is open for everybody, and the invitation matters. Back at the beginning of the calendar year, and I know that seems like it was literally a thousand years ago, uh, Pastor Ricky did a sermon called, Who's Your One? And here in front of the stage, we had these big three letters, O, N, and E, and we were all given a little Sharpie, and we kind of wrote the person's name that we were praying for, that we were hoping and to get the chance to invite. How's that going? Have you invited them? Have you had a conversation with them? How's that going? After that series, we did a series called Bless, and we talked about how we were going to begin with prayer, uh, listen to them, eat with them, serve that person, and then eventually share our story with them. Have you gotten a chance to bless someone else? Have you gotten a chance to invite them to church? Because let me, let me be real for you just for a second here. It's a whole lot easier to invite someone to an online experience than it is to invite someone to an in-person one because they got to get up and get ready and get the kids put together and figure out whether they stand up or sit down or whatever. Doing it online is a whole lot easier. So who are you inviting? The invitation matters. And at the invitation of this party, party of the kingdom, there isn't an order. There isn't a ladder that we have to climb. You see, at the party of the king, you're going to see Black people next to white people. Rich people next to poor people. Straight people next to gay people. You're going to see the corporate CEO next to the Navy sailor, next to the single mom with three kids. At this party, the only one that matters is the king. The king of kings and the creator of all that exists, and everybody will be equal at this party, worshiping this king. I cannot wait for the chance to be able to open these doors of this auditorium and allow all of the people that we've invited in. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. There's going to be people all over the place that we don't know. It's going to be some fresh new faces, and it's going to be amazing and awesome. But that only happens if you take the time to invite. It only happens if the invitation matters. So as we wrap it up, do you remember these three things? The person is more important than the policy. That the humble heart makes a hero that the invitation matters. So who's your one? Or maybe if you want to take the party analogy a little bit farther, who's your plus one? You've probably been to a wedding, right, and you were offered the option of having a plus one. Who's your plus one? Let me pray for us as we close. Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity that someone took the time to invite me and that someone took the time to invite the person that is watching and listening to this. Father, may we be those types of people, the invitation people, the people that want to get so back to the party, whether it's in person or digital, that we will invite others to come along. 
God, thank you for the opportunity to celebrate Memorial Day weekend, to honor those who have gone before and have sacrificed everything, and for the start of a new thing, a summer thing. God, we pray that as we continue to work through this virus, that you would continue to heal, that you would continue to allow us to get back to a semblance of normal. God, for those that are struggling, Father, I pray that the party becomes a family and that we would wrap our arms around each other and that we would remember that the person is more important than the policy and that the humble heart makes a hero and that the invitation matters. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you so much for joining us.